Hi, hello. Mm -hmm. Oh, hi, hello. Okay. Oh. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to hiding in a moment. What? Revloy, I love the sweater. And my sweater. Okay. It's a good color. Yeah. Yeah. Get some color in the world. Otherwise, everything is black and white. <laughs> um, <laughs> very important. We, when we did our colors call with Riff Pinston, it was a big discussion. How is it possible? Because, like, we, I can't remember what the source was that we read. It was this thing that talks about the importance of wearing all white for the Shrina and never wearing black and all this stuff. And he said, it was like, it's, it's a big question how people can wear black and white today. Black and white or only white? No, how people black cannot wear only white. I mean, he wears black and white. So it's like, yeah. you know. On Shabbat. Yeah. Yes, on Shabbat, exactly. How can people wear black and white on Shabbat? Yeah, we can't. It's only because we don't do anything. We're not doing the right thing. Uh, that, that's actually the whole answer, though, right? Like, that's it. It's yeah. actually, we probably I, should be. Yeah, there's like all history behind that, but it's not like. Uh, I think where we landed is there's a little like a uh, hit parut. It's a little like gaivedik. Is it about what? Like wearing all white, and it was reserved for special people once. That's all excuses. That the reason is because the styles and Western male styles became very boring, and that's 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 whose fault the whole thing is. Some English guy decided this. I don't know exactly who. Fascinating. Uh, you know the you know the Benny Shai was very opposed to pants. Yeah. Pants. Well, yeah, he came down hard in the chupa. Yeah. <laughs> well, he liked bad, like robes. Yeah, when you refer to this one of the bad customs of the people of Europe. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's my new custom. This is all colonialism and stuff. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> 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 When's this year on colonialism? Well, pants are colonialism, that's for sure. That's uh, true. It's like a certain levage. It's true that all the all the things we do for some reason go through this like white European uh you know kind of way of doing and thinking and acting and it's a big problem, but nobody is ready to like take any steps to change it, so what what would be the steps to decolonialize Judaism? Well, maybe they should like. Uh, it's very uh, it's, it's that simple because if you do things on purpose, that turns out to be very fake. And it's better to like just be the way it is. Big problem. Hmm. Well, one of them would be to be a little more colorful. Yeah. But no one's gonna take that step. Uh, some. Well, if you go to Tzvast or something. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, yeah, whatever, I don't know. Anyways, let's learn something. Um, <laughs> that's still true. We're doing like this. Um, let me, 
I'm going to move this thing around. Um, so we discussed, I'm, I'm trying to go a little bit on or more or less read what Shara says about um, Pesach. Um, but we don't, the, the, the big thing as usual is that we don't have a lot of time and probably people want to do some, some of the massive things about like matzah, stuff like that. Um, so what I'm going to do, how many times do we have more? One or two or three, I don't know. Like one After week. this, we have one more. And if people wanted, we could try to organize for the, for the week. We're not going to have one in two weeks because it's Lil Pesach. We can yeah. organize one on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. We'll see if it works. Okay. So yeah, there's only one. It's not really enough. Okay. So we'll do whatever we could and, you know, yeah, figure yeah. things out. Um, so try to give the general, at least the most, most general picture that we need to have in order to know what everything you need to know for Pesach. When every, everything is more or less in this, uh, in Shara Kavanah says, Trish Aleph of, of, of Pesach. Although he's very short, like like we discussed last week, he starts talking about the Dara Mavl and the Dara Flaga and all these things. And and if you look, he, he like by himself, he himself uh, tells us to go and look in other places where he elaborated more, which is like, and the elaboration is not like two pages, it's like 20 pages. So uh, there's a lot more stuff you really, really want to understand all of those things uh, correctly, or the whole thing with the Shekhinah going up to seven levels and all of those things. But he kind of summarizes it to what uh, it's possible to read just what he says here and, and do something with it. So we'll do that and maybe skip around or I'll tell you uh, without reading it, uh, the main story. And then maybe we'll be able to do next week something uh, uh, more than mass or maybe not. We'll see. Um, so we're up to here. We discussed like this. Um, we discussed something like this, which is that this story, the real story, in other words, if, if we'll frame it around this question, which is the way I usually understand it, frame it around the question of what what did we do so wrong to have this whole shibit of Mitzrayim? In other words, which is a different way of saying it, very important to know, because this is relevant to a lot of things. Whenever we ask this kind of question, which is like, what you did wrong, or like, which, which Avera did you do to deserve this punishment, or like, why is there Golas? Why is there Golas of Mitzrayim? And Darizal is going to continue saying, why Dafka Mitzrayim? Why not somewhere else? Why uh, all these things? Yes. Um, um, so the, the, always what this really means is, what does it actually mean? Or like, how can I actually have some kind of understanding, some kind of uh, uh, seeing, which which uh, makes it work for me. In other words, if you want to ask questions uh, about God or about theology or theodicy, why God does things, that's, that's one kind of question. Like that's it's actually less interesting, at least for that reason, it's less interesting. It's much, much more interesting to give some kind of explanation or some kind of really more like of a description than an explanation. That's really what I'm trying to get at. He's trying to give us some kind of description of Mitzrayim in his universe and his way of understanding things. Which if you see that as Mitzrayim and you see that as the, the story of the Golas Mitzrayim and uh, all of these things, maybe you'll be able to make sense of it and you'll be able to... I guess Chloe that I've been trying to recruit. Hi, hello. Um, Hi, I guess Chloe. Sorry I, about that. Oh, sorry Chloe. Mute and whatever. Okay. Um, it's actually... I'm sorry. Let me... 
Um, what am I saying is that it's actually trying to give us some kind of thing that you can hold on to, that you can get. And then if we want to go out of Mitzrayim or do something that's related to that, you'll know what to do. So what Arizal basically said, and he, he, in another place quoted from the Zaran, Pashas Kisisa, which says that the real story of Mitzrayim, and this is, this is how you have to see it in, in the way he reads it, it's not about someone did something wrong and therefore they got stuck in Egypt. Or for example, Daramak says, Maybe it's because uh, they sold Yosef into slavery, which like factually led to the whole whole problem. Or maybe it's because uh, Avram said the Ma'eda, which we learn in some Medrash that said that that was like a sin. He shouldn't have asked, how are you going to know? Like you should have more Amuna. And Darizal and Darmak kind of say that all of, these an- all of these kind of answers don't actually answer the question they're trying to answer. Because they're trying to understand, okay, and like why... Why is there a world in which this could happen? That's really the kind of question that he's more interested in. A very objective kind of question, not a subjective question about what you did wrong or how it's fear or things like that. He's like, if you want to say it in the broader sense, it's how, how, is there, how is there a world in which there is a Mitzrayim that exists? And, and how is it that think that these people got stuck there? Like, how did that happen? And when, once you understand that, you understand that it's kind of the opposite. The reason why there's different sins and different chatoim uh, that that lead to that is actually because there's such a world. So obviously, if you're stuck in such a world, you're going to be doing things that that kind of world makes you do. And obviously, that all has to have some kind of uh, greater plan, has to lead somewhere, because we're here today uh, reading this and we're trying to do something with it. It has to lead to something. And that's really why Darizal, when he sa- even what he says, and this, you need to know to read this, this is like the wrong time. And if you go and shove him, which is the when we read the parshas of Shemas, uh, all these things, and you read different uh, Musar Musar books that talk about this, and they take this very seriously because Darizal says, "Okay, so Darizal seems to be saying here that the reason why there is Galus Mitzrayim, and by extension maybe all other Galus, has to do with this whole story of Zerah of Atula, of, um, of which not of us, of other Mitzrayim, right?" Who, who, who did the Zerah of Atul for 130 years, and all of the Neshamas are the Neshamas that came out of that. Then people come and do like some kind of Musa. So therefore, if you'll be Mechazik yourself and start doing less Zerah of maybe that's how everything turns around. But actually, if you read that, you usually see him saying up, up, the, the precise opposite, like upside down of that. What he says is the other way around. He says, if you're stuck in Dora Mabla and you see everyone around you uh, doing Zerah of and you should, if you're a Mekobal, you really know that that's not because of you. It didn't start there. That's not how, how it's impossible to exist. It's really because your whole soul, like your whole existence is like some kind of, in some kind of metaphorical sense, right? Like a Gilgal or however you understand it, the metaphysical sense is really a, was born out of Zerah Levatol of Adam And if you understand it even before the Edition, then of course, then I'm not getting into that part. But and that's why you have this Yetzirah. And of course, you're going to get the punishment because like the punishment and the Yetzirah are kind of the same thing. It just means if you're stuck in a certain way of seeing things or a certain way of doing things. Uh, and that's whatever is, comes out of that kind of way of doing things is going to happen to you. And the hope, like the real, it's not only hope, like the, the story, the way Arizal sees it is that in the end of that whole process or throughout that whole process, we actually create something which is the reason why this whole thing exists. In other words, at least to be mistaken, the Chet Dominion, it actually going to create something and something that wasn't there before that. In other words, it's actually something that can only come out of these, uh, that's what Rizal said, 
it can only come out of this like zera levatel neshamas because the 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 zera not levatel neshamas we know basically who they are and they're like uh, they're pretty okay but they're not very interesting and the ones that are from from the dance which is gonna explain which are the ones that come out of zera levatel have actually like some kind of higher level than their other ones. And they're the ones. And now what the story is, the story, the basic story of, of, of Gullis Mitzrayim, and that is all is based on this Pesach, uh, Goy Mikerev Goy, right? Says, uh, says in uh, somewhere, I don't remember where it is. Me, um, it says Goy, um, I'll tell you the Pesach before that. It says in, in, the, in this Pesach of, of Rizman Absurdim, it says, Ve'ese Oischa Legoy Godel. I'm going to make you into a nation. And the way the Zohar read this Pesach was that before that, they were not a nation. So the, the, the whole story of Mitzrayim, it did something which is creating this nation. It's not about like, okay, these bunch of people did Navarra and then they have to be punished. And it's really that there has to, this whole kind, this nation has to be created, which is in, in, in Darizah's language, in Zohar's language, not really talk about like some nationalist story. It's talking about souls. It's talking about some group of Neshamas have to, start to exist they have to start to do their thing and the only way we get them is like it says goy mikerev goy and the and the the, the medrash was like that doesn't say goy mikerev am it doesn't even say yisrael mikerev goy right it's a it's a goy mikerev goy and the medrash said this is like mikerev the medrash read as a uh, like a pregnancy like mikerev like like uh, like you're inside another goy like basically the the goy from that's the goy the the yiddish goy and the Mitzri Goy are really this word is one and the same. And the Rizal actually takes us very far. They're actually one of the same. And what we're trying to do is like to like se- uh, separate, like show, to be Megala, like to uh, define one thing called a Goy, called a nation or called Neshamas, out of the other ones and literally out of them. Not like to, to, to figure out that these are the bad Egyptians that should die and these are the good Jews that should live. But it's actually like taking the... Egyptians, which are the same people as the Jews, the same Neshamas, like the Dara Mabu, Dara Plaga, Dara Sadaim, Mitzrayim, which are all the same people, and creating some kind of uh, goy out of them. And that's, that's the actual uh, story. That's the actual story of, of, of the Gullus Mitzrayim and Darizal's reading, which is the Zohar's reading uh, before him. And that's actually what, what we're doing. Okay. So the the creation of the world is before there's nukva right like it's all mitzvah uh, dochra no i'm not going to get into that that's what I, that's part i said i don't talk about now oh sorry sorry it's sorry. complicated because whatever i'm not no not exactly because it's very complicated you have to learn the story of Hashanah maybe to understand that and other stories it's uh, very complicated in a certain sense we could say but i'm not going to like a dish um Generally, God wanting to create the world uh, before having any partners uh, is a kind of a service of, of the Das Elin, what Tarizal calls, of the Tzadah Zohar with Adonakai Vayat. But Tarizal never says that, that that's a problem. Tarizal actually calls that a good thing, usually, which she talks about in Pesach also, which some people at least understand to be the same kind of concept, which is, because we have a rule. This is the rule of Sarisud Dosatah, Sarisud Laila. The rule of the world is that God can't do anything by himself, only with the help, with the partnership of of, of Neshamas, really. That's, that's the rule of how the world works. Now, there's a big chicken and egg problem with this rule, very famous chicken and egg problem, because then how did it start? Because obviously those partners that God has, they, 
they're created that didn't exist eternally. So how did the whole thing start? If we can't create anything without the person helping along and giving us at least the Saturn, how did everything start? That's a very big question. And it's also a very similar question to how Avitz Hashem starts and how if in, in Mitzrayim, like when we start this God, it's, there's a similar question that Israel actually talks about in the end of this tradition, talks about how there is something called um, what he calls in, in Pesach, there's a, some kind of ichud which is mitzad alien, which is only from the upper side, in other words, only from the from God's side, before us being uh, ready for it, before us actually doing that. That's a problem. That's why, uh, that's actually why Pesach only halfway is worked out. The Zohar actually in Pashka Sistas has this is similar to, uh, um, actually, I don't know if it's talking about that point, but it's similar to. It was like this king that uh, his son, you know, wasn't uh, behaving and he sent him away and then he wants him to come back. But he's still not really behaving. He's, you know, in the wrong crowd and he's busy playing, hanging out with all kinds of people that we can't really, the king can't talk to. And they, the Zohar says the king like secretly, like silently in the middle of the night goes and hops him away. And that's really what happened in Mitzrayim. That's at least the Mitzrayim that we talk about. It's Yach Hashem Lekecha Mitzrayim Laila. In the middle of the night, he came and he slept them out of, of Mitzrayim because because really from from their perspective point of view there was nothing better they were not really part of the story the story happened to them there's there's still objects in, in in God's story and that's a big problem that's why we have Spirit Saima which is uh, trying to fix that and the whole the whole story uh, actually the rest of the universe is trying to fix that problem because the first time when we but it's not really the same exact thing as I mean maybe it's connected but it's not the same exact thing as the um what we call the yichud without the without the nakaiva but it's something similar in other words well we could talk about that in a different way because the really in other words because okay because that yichud that's called salik barisa does have a nakaiva just we call it like the nakaiva and in the it's like a thought like there's the it exists in a like a potentiality and not in an actuality but it's not something that doesn't exist the true Zer al would be where there isn't like potentiality either. That's that's when you're not trying. It's not like what the what the Siddish film said, what the Maggit said was that the first time when God created the world, he didn't have anyone to talk to. He didn't have any Nishmas Israel. He didn't have any partners. But he said he was, how, so how did Yichad happen? There's a rule. There's no Yichad. So there's always, there's, the Maggit said, and this is what I understood Arizal, that God thought about the hidden which will be. So like Hashem said, like, he could see into the future and, and the, he sees, sees the enjoyment that he will have out of the, out of the mitzvahs and the, the yichidim that he made. And that, but that's something that exists. In God's world, there's not really a difference between potentiality and actuality. So that's something that exists. So that's really not Zerl Vatil. It's, it's kind of, because you could read it that way, but it's not really. You understand? Uh, real Zerl Vatil is when you don't really care or really, in other words, when there's something really blocking, like besides for the problem of time and, you know, the, this whole chicken and egg problem, there's some other real problem blocking the thing. And then in Atilis also, there's the Elevatula, which is when the Shekhinah is not ready. In other words, when the Tachinim are totally not ready, then that's what actually, like, anyways, but that's all, that's not the same thing. That's, that's just what I'm trying to say. Okay. Anyways, let's go back to where we are. So we have to go back to this, this point. So we have to go back like this. Let, let's let's go where we where we are in the room. Now that is all trying to explain, and this is I made like another chapter 
which is, I'm going to underline where I am. So, okay, now we understand that we have this bunch of neshamas, which are the neshamas, the neshamas, really. We could call them neshamas Yisrael, but they're not really special. They're not really specially Jewish. They're kind of Erev Rav and Mitzrayim and Sodom and all these people. Nothing especially like uh, genetically Jewish. Um, and all of these neshamas, um, they have to get created and they have to start start to work. But now, now. Now we have to understand why in Mitzrayim, why not in, uh, I don't know where, there's a lot, a lot of countries and a lot of places where this story can happen, like we explained on the modest I am, like a kind of tzirif, which will cause the neshamas to start being recognizable and start like taking the silver out of the, out of the mine, out of the, how we call it, sigim, the, whatever the not silver part is called in English, I don't know, and, and get them out. So he has a very interesting explanation, which is to, to explain why, what is Mitzrayim, in other words. That's, that's really what he's trying to say. And a different way of saying why in Mitzrayim is what Mitzrayim is. So it goes like this. You know that we, we all know the Shamas are all coming from Moyach, uh, called Moyach Das. Why? Because Das is where there is a Zivik. Like, like the Pesach says, V'odam the, in, in the biblical language, das is a different way of saying zivik. And that is our explanation for that is that all zivik, all zivik, there's two, both levels, both in, in oil mazel, like if, if you have a zivik, the ikka tippa, the ikka uh, power of the zivik is going to come from this moyach called das. And the same thing is in oil matzilis that we have all of these spirits, they're one where the neshamas come out of. And in oil matzilis, just like uh, bodies give birth to other bodies, um, and give birth to souls. That's that's that is our way of reading everything. In other words, everyone has heard of Yechudim. Like there's there's Olim uh, Atzilus, there's the Sfiras Abavim, Tveras Malchus, the Chava Yechud. Now, usually most people that hear this uh, metaphor, this image, they forget the next step because a Yechud has to to do something. We don't just have Yechudim just like for fun, although some people do. But the, 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 the way that Isa at least sees it, reads it, also the Olamaze, is that it always has to create something. It's a creative act. It needs to create something. If it's just for fun, then it's a problem. That's really Zerah kind of idea. It's not supposed to be just for fun. And Isa actually uh, very explicitly talks about uh, even when, obviously, humanly, you can't like, create babies every day, but you could have, like, in some spiritual level, it actually does create souls. So, um, So the yichud and el matzilas also always has to create something. Whenever we make a yichud, really, we're, we're trying to give birth to something. And this is like another whole step, which you have to remember, which is the giving birth. And probably one of the, like one of, Darizal actually sees one of the problems of the world is not only that there's not enough yichud, that there's too much uh, separateness and bitter, and, and there's not a yichud to begin with, but often the yichud does happen, and then for some reason, there's all kinds of different manias between the yichud and the birth, like it takes nine months. You have to think about that. And those nine months are actually the longest time, the longer time, you know, okay, maybe you have to be 18 or whatever, you have to like find your yichud and, until you get there. But actually, one of the very dangerous times, one of the very difficult things to, to go through is this whole, uh, what's called iber, and, and the reason calls it that way, pregnancy, and we're gonna call, just like we said, saw in the, in the Medrash, the, Golas is also uh, called pregnancy and from a different perspective. And sometimes there's a, how do you call it? Apala, right? Uh, uh, abortion or, or a miscarriage. 
Yeah, and um, and that's a big problem. There is a whole yichud called spinat seres, which is that you make sure that the yichud doesn't get a, get, get miscarried. Um, so all of these parts, they're all part of the of the story, and and they have to the the now back to where, where I am. The yichud alien, the yichud of El is supposed to give birth birth to neshamas. That's that's what it does. In other words, neshamas Israel. In other words. Uh, well, however you understand what a neshama is, I don't get into that right now. Now, and now, what's, what's the part? What's the precise? And this is very important. And what's the precise part, the precise sphere, the precise place where neshamas come from? It's all moichadas. In other words, we know there's, 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 I'll say it the way I understand it. There's, there's four main parts of Himalayan which is Chachma, Binat, Feres, and Malchus. Okay. Now, Darizal is very interested in this concept called moichen. He's not very interested in anything else, actually. And moichen really means, in in the human metaphor, in the human image, it, it literally means minds, not brains, but minds. And and that mind is actually what's the only thing that's interesting because your body doesn't help us much without a mind. Or in the world, in the language of Matzilis, it means that we're only interesting in the earth, in the in the light that actually does everything, that actually uh, brings earth and stuff into the Matzilis, and that's that's how everything happens. You could have a lot of uh, kailim, like a lot of uh, uh, body parts, a lot of different things, but as long as there's no mind in them, that don't really exist. They don't really, not really relevant. So therefore, Darizal usually reads everything, almost everything, from the perspective of 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 these of these of these minds, and he kind of reorganizes everything according to that. In other words, whenever we talk about organization, it's very interesting, important to realize, and Darizal's going to talk about it in a different perspective maybe later. Whenever we talk about something being a higher level or a lower level or a bigger thing or a smaller thing, these are all metaphorical languages which we use to describe uh, metaphysics, to describe uh, what we could call quality, like something real. Now, there is often a mismatch between different uh, different languages, different uh, ways of describing what's, what's bigger, what's smaller, what's higher, what's lower, what's uh, all kinds of things like that. For example, for example, if you look at the human body, the bigger parts, like in the in space, in space, uh, are not the mind. Mind is actually, I mean, relative to other, you know, primates who have a big brain, but relative to the human body, it's still very small. So, and and if you look at a body, and if you look at a person's body, you'll and this is a problem. Not on this is like a, me, a metaphor for for a very different problem, but. If you look at a human being and you see he's like six feet tall, you're not really interested in these six feet tall. Kind of interested in one foot, like between here and here. That's the, really everything you're interested in. And what, even when I am interested in, of course, I'm not only interested in, that's like, that would be like weird, like to be interested in like, you know, rolling heads. But even when I am interested in your hand and your feet and your, uh, you know, all kinds of other parts, I'm really interested in, in them in, in, the, in, the way, uh, in the way that they... Uh, how do you I say a mirror and or in the way in that when they manifest your mind like if if i if you have a person that you love or a person that you respect and you look at his hands, you really don't see his hands you see a certain uh really a certain moyach, a certain little kind of mind which gets uh manifested and gets expressed in his hand or in the way that he shakes your hand or in the way that he gives you a hug or things like that therefore that is all even when he but it's still much smaller like i mean all at least relatively. I'm really just looking at your at your head, but your hand is just like a way of talking with your head. It's the way of it's a it's a little bit of your mind, or maybe a lot of your mind even. And therefore, Darizal, and if we think about spirit, it's the same thing. 
all the Mechabalim had 10 spheres. This is a very interesting thing that the result changed. They all talked about 10 spheres, which are corresponding to the human uh, form. They're always going to be Chachma bin Das. We'll talk about exactly where. And then we have right hand Chesed, left hand Gvura, and etc. And uh, now that is all kind of changed the language entirely because he said, I don't really care. If you look at you look at your body, if you look at the body of Matzilis, you'll see a very big hand called, you know, Yadash has it said, Yada Yada right? which is a left hand, which is a whole big hand. It's a whole big thing. It, like it actually is a very big thing. It it controls the whole world and all kind of things like that. But if you're interested only in God's mind and the mind that the Hatzilis exists, you don't really although the hand and the feet and all these things are very big, really I'm interested in something that looks, seems to be smaller, but it's really much bigger. And really, when I, even when I talk about the hand, I only talk about it insofar that it expresses something uh, of a mind or some kind of the mind or some part of the mind, uh, things like that. And therefore, that is all kind, if you read Kisvarizal, you know, everyone knows that there is all kind of deleted six spirits out of early Matzilas. And he said that there's really only five spirits, <coughs> which are Atik, Keser, uh, Abba and Zavinuk. And he kind of, and Za really means six, everyone knows that Za means six spheres from Keser to, to Yisod, but he really deleted them. He doesn't really believe that they're real spheres because they're only a manifestation. They're very important. I mean, Chesed, everything uh, good in the world is spheres of Chesed and everything uh, constricting in the world is spheres like Buddha and etc. But that, all of that is kind of and not interesting to the Rizal, who's really only interested in, in the mind of Erdem and even when he talks about Chesed and Gvura, he talks about them as certain manifestations of the mind. And now the precise way that Rizal called this, and even in Kisvarizal, sometimes he plays other games, but this is really what he means. There's a few Drishim where he says this very openly. And he says, really, everything I talk about as Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes, and all these, all these Midas, really what I mean is Das. So the Yarizal has three, three main uh, minds, which are Chachma, right brain, Vina, left brain, or left mind, however you want to call it. And those are the two main upper, you can call them upper upper level brains. And then there's a third brain, a third mind, which is called Maya Hadas. Now this Maya Hadas, someone's making a lot of noise, I don't know how one of patients to find it. Um, this Maya Hadas is, itself has two parts, which we call Das Elian, which is like the part that's in your mind, in your head, we could say which is less interesting right now, but the main part of the Das, what's called Das Tachter, and that's actually something that goes in the entire body, or at least in the, but in the end, in the entire body. In other words, whenever I talk about Chesodim, I'm really talking about Chesodim de Das. Whenever I'm talking about Buddhists, I'm talking about Buddhists uh, de Das. And these two correspond very well to, to design the Nook. In other words, if there's four, before we knew with this four Pratsifim called Abba Ima Zavinok, there's really four moichin called Chachma Bina Chasodim and Gvires. So Chasodim and Gvires the Das. Those are themselves correspond from the perspective of moichin at least correspond to Zainuk. The Zain is always